Okay, we're starting. Hey! Hello! Welcome back to another episode of Beaker Bros, where we drink out of beakers. Because we're bros. But do <laughs> Anyways, uh, how are you doing, Januni, today? Um, it's a little rainy, but we're thriving. We're... That's really about it. We're thriving. We're, it's going. We're... How are you, Sonia? Um... All right. Yeah, I can't complain too much. Yeah. I've had a good week so far. Okay. The circumstances in which we're recording this episode is a little funny to me, which has sort of been a highlight of the day. Oh, you know what? It is. Um, for our listeners at home, currently we are behind my couch mm-hmm. um, on the floor, um, huddled over a new mic, actually. So yeah. let us know if the audio is any better. Yeah, thank you to my classmate for allowing us to borrow this uh, very nice quality mic. Uh, we're probably using it wrong. So um, if the audio isn't better, my bad. Or our bad. Actually, Sonya's bad. It's a team effort. It's <laughs> our bad. <laughs> um, anyways, but today's episode is actually, <laughs> pun intended, out of this world. But dumps. Sonia. And the reason why it's out of this world is because we're going to be talking about Mars, specifically the ethics of colonizing Mars and going to Mars. So what we'll do for this episode, we'll talk, this is going to be more of an ethics-based research episode, so Mm -hmm. sort of straying away a little bit what um, we're used to talking about. So if you have any input on our explanation, or um, should we just restart? No. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the, it's going well the, the anxiety just hit me do you want to finish it up <laughs> so what we're really gonna go dive into into this episode is the ethical aspects of exploring mars and looking at different research papers and everyone's different stances because obviously when it comes to ethics there's different sides to it there's right or wrong i mean there's no right or wrong really mm-hmm. and kind of why we need to even explore mars like why is that a thing why don't we just stay where we're at yeah, and if the audio sounded kind of crappy when I was talking just there, my bad. I stepped away, and then I realized I was too far from the mic, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's just start off with why we're trying to explore Mars, right? I mean, there is that whole idea of, like, we want to see what's out there, right? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what's happening on Earth right now, the biggest thing, climate change and global warming. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially the concept of climate change and global warming started in the late 1800s when a Swedish scientist actually wrote a paper that predicted changes in the atmospheric carbon dioxide levels that could affect the surface temperature uh, via through the greenhouse effect. Random comment. Do you remember the, I think we did this episode last year, I think, uh, with the Nobel Prize one? Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, the Nobel Prize winner from last year was, like, did something with climate change. This was just, like, a random thought. Oh. And basically, like, he developed some sort of mathematical model, which, like, showed the like climate change progression oh so that was just that was yeah that was a thing from last year's um nobel prize winner for physics i think it was you can check out that episode <laughs> i don't remember what it is but we did it last year around this time i think i know what you mean like it, so it was basically just showing like how climate change was going to progress and stuff like that yeah like oh. it was some sort of model but that that's besides the point um, but i mean kind of yeah. relates to the whole like my next point being like how according to research scientists believe that earth's surface temperature has risen by 0.08 degrees celsius per degree per decade, sorry, since 1880. However, the rate of warming has risen by um, 0.18 degrees Celsius per decade since... 18? 0.18. 0.18. You say... 
I'm just getting nitpicky there. I'm Whenever s- you say like the decimal, like the numbers after the decimal, you all, you're like. This one, is why eight, I'm quitting seven. Beaker Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting my own podcast. Um, sorry, let me sorry. However, the rate of warming has risen up by 0.18 there you go. degrees Celsius per decade since 1981. I think that kind of just relates to your point. How you're talking about the mathematical uh, progression model. So I think mm-hmm. like I'm wondering if like that model has been used to create even more accurate um like numbers yeah going back to the 1-8 thing have you always been saying like 0.18 you know what Sonia you know what it's just been a day okay (laughs) that's fair Mm -hmm. I don't know what I say okay I I did say 0.08 you did yeah so it's just like whatever my mind is feeling I was I was saying 1880s okay so maybe that kind of had a thing I, I didn't mean to uh yeah, this is why. Like, yeah. On okay, I'm gonna have a terrible week now, guys. Are you really that? Bad? No, I'm actually okay. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but can you tell me about the implications of global warming, Sonia? So, um, global warming can contribute, or not just global warming, just like climate change in general. Sometimes people conflate global warming and climate change together, but climate change is more of an encompassing term because not all of the world is warming. It's also cooling. So climate change in general, I guess, um, it contributes to um, like rising sea levels, increased risk of droughts and floods, and uh, threats to biodiversity, which um, like warming sea levels specifically, uh, this can negatively affect aquatic life like coral and algae, which are um, really responsible for producing a lot of the world's oxygen, specifically phytoplankton. I think they produce more of the world's oxygen than trees. Um, I remember reading that somewhere. I might be wrong, but that, that we can double-check that. If I'm wrong, we'll take that out. But anyways, <laughs> there is... Um, and in addition to that, due to these sort of, like, depleting amounts of resources, and natural resources specifically, like coal, oil, gas, um, these are becoming very difficult to find and expensive to extract and all that sort of stuff. And uh, that's sort of like the main implications right now with the climate change in general. It's just lack of resources, um, droughts, floods, and it's just creating a lot of inhabitable, hostile positions for people to thrive in or yeah. exist in. I mean, there's so much, like, if you look at the news today saying, if we don't do anything by 2050, like, mm-hmm. we're done for yeah. kind of thing, right? And or even, I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, even now, like, you, you can see the floods that are going on in, like, so, like South Asia, mm-hmm. like, like all, like, literally around yeah. the world. Like, things are in shambles. Yeah, the, wor- the earth is in shambles <laughs> right now, guys. And, I mean, check out our other podcast where we talk about global warming and really the implications of it and, like, what we can do about it and what our everyday effects has on global warming and climate change. But this is not what the podcast is about. The podcast is about more about the benefits of uh, going to Mars. And Mm -hmm. I think that kind of – what we're trying to say is that because there's global warming and climate change and there is research saying that Earth might be, like, in a couple years in shambles even more Mm – that we are looking to other planets. We are looking in to see if we can explore a space, if there's other life forms on other, well, Mars, really. Um, so essentially, there are many benefits in space exploration, such as technological innovation, scientific information, and education, and international cooperation. Do you know what that sounded like? Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the name of the cartoon, but like, Oh, maybe it was Scooby-Doo when, like, 
Kishake. Oh, listen to me. Um, yes, that. Well, those benefits. And then, of course, uh, so with the development of new technology, this discovery of these technologies can actually benefit us in the future. Um, so there's one study by... Visio? By Visio, uh, where human expectations... And colleagues. And colleagues, sorry, uh-huh. to the colleagues. But at all matters. At all. <laughs> um, human expedition to Mars is heavily considered a goal for the future of human space exploration due to the interest in exploration. Um, a study was carried out to define and analyze any technological issues. So... A reference scenario was created as a final target for the HSE, uh, which is the Human Space Exploration to Mars, and then a specific analysis concerning the key technologies to accomplish a set of missions were performed. So these the obtained results allowed an understanding and visualizing visualizing where certain technology was necessary, unnecessary, or potentially applied. Although the study was helpful in placing investments into the development of certain technology, it also demonstrates the vigorous. These are big girl words, Janine. It also demonstrates the intent. <laughs> it also demonstrates the intense development of certain technology. Um, wait, sorry, what am I saying? Let me backtrack for a bit. It also demonstrates the intense process that scientists go through to analyze effective technology, ultimately showing the in- innovative te- uh, discovery that occurs from space exploration. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, like uh, the. First people on the moon. That was nineteen, like late nineteen sixties, I think. Mm. And that was sort of, or I guess that decade in general was sort of the beginning of the the space race. Mm-hmm. Now we're sort of having like a reinvigoration of that with privatized folks going to space. So like SpaceX and Amazon mm-hmm. and Virgin Air. I, I I don't remember like which like yeah aspect of the virgin company that's going to space like there's that but then also nasa and everything and like the new they're planning on going to the moon in like the mid 2020s and then after that the next stage is going to mars so anyways my point is it's very interesting how like we're in a new age of the space race Mm -hmm. but all of that sort of been inspired by like all the I can't make a sentence right now. <laughs> Basically, like, all the technology and, like, the benefits of going to space have sort of, like, paved this way for mm-hmm. a new avenue of sp- space exploration. Yes. That's that's my point. When, when you're also saying that, like, the space race and stuff, I was thinking about, like, you know, like, many, many years ago, back in history, when we would read in history books of, like, how different countries were discovered right mm-hmm. and it's just like oh they found this they found that and just in my head i'm like we're in a different level of discovery right now where we're discovering space and i just had a moment of like whoa right because like everyone's trying to like discover something of the planets and stuff and i just feel like when we were discovering earth and like lands and like all those like borders and stuff like wow yeah like first it began with okay what's outside of the community mm-hmm. and now it's like okay what's outside of the 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 planet the yeah. galaxy and it's so crazy that i almost feel like we're living in that history right now mm-hmm. right we're like i don't know if it's gonna be in the near future i don't know if it's gonna be way off in the future but just that like we're living in it right now that's that's just, that's what's just really cool mm-hmm. i guess we can sort of like skip past some of this but like i think the main takeaway um right now with um like why a lot of privatized services or companies are going to 
uh, space right now or want to go to Mars as well is because of like space mining. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Space mining. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> so the push to explore Mars facilitates mm-hmm. space mining, right? So many objects in the solar system are composed of similar minerals and chemicals that exist on Earth. Mm-hmm. So I guess like with that making sense, it's like, oh, if, if it's on Earth and if it's on Mars, why don't we live on Mars? Mm-hmm. So there is a potential for Mars to contain objects and substances that we can use on Earth. Um, we would especially benefit if we can find more like rare minerals and elements. So, like, I know comets, too, have a lot of, um, uh, what's it called, like, uh, rare metals and mm-hmm. gold and diamonds and, well, I guess diamonds you can now make, <laughs> but, like, gold and, like, other minerals yeah. specifically, and I think titanium, no. No. I'm, but, Palladium. Whatever, like, metals and yeah. rare metals. <laughs> so, I know, like, mining comets has been, like, yeah. tried to become a thing. Wasn't there, like, again, this is off topic, but, like, last year or the year before, like, they landed something on a comet. They landed some sort those. of satellite. Yeah. Am I mistaken, or was no, that, no. like, in a show that I was watching? Honestly, I couldn't tell you, but reality and shows anymore, they all... Have you ever seen that show Space Force? With, like, Steve no, Carell and no, Diana, no, whatever. No, Diana. It's like The Office, but in space, but kind of not as funny. <laughs> it's like The Office, but in space. <laughs> or, like, within, like, it's... Yeah, no, yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, anyways, so that's, I guess, like, one of the main, or sort of the main reasons right now. It's, Mm -hmm. like, colonizing other planets and, like, being the first there, but also, like, taking advantage of, like, the resources that they have and, like, trying to save the human Mm -hmm. race if Earth goes to shit, for lack of better words. I'm just gonna, like, jump in, kind of, like, get ahead of ourselves in the sense by being, like, colonization. When we hear that word, we're, like, there's such a negative connotation to it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially as, like, uh, children of immigrant parents mm-hmm. and whatnot. You're like, colonization. So in my head, I'm, like, thinking, I'm like, wait, if we're trying to colonize a planet, isn't that, like, not a good thing? Mm-hmm. And I think that just goes right into the ethics of it, right? Going back to the ethics of, or the ethical implications of going to Mars, here's this, um, some ideas that have been supported by uh, research. So there's a dude or gal. We don't want to... or individual we don't want to assume gender here but uh they're the person's name's james schwartz and uh this uh, individual suggests that humans have a moral obligation to explore space and this is justified through um, a few different arguments or frameworks so one being that space exploration is necessary for acquiring and amplifying available resources so going back to what we were talking about before about like mining and whatever like if earth is limited in its resources and its capacity to take care of the population like there should be an obligation to find other ways of allowing the population to survive and thrive so that's one idea um another one is the need for space technology and this is necessary in order to combat extraterrestrial um threats so like i don't know if um aliens or like a comet or not a comment but like an asteroid's <laughs> about to kachow into earth like we need to act a, fast act fast and leave abruptly <laughs> um and then there's also another idea where we're obligated to pursue interle- inter interstellar colon um yeah colonization in order to ensure long-term human survival so that sort of like ties the previous two together 
And then another study actually looked at by the author Greenstone, which focuses on the ethics and public integrity in ex, uh, space exploration. Sorry, and so the following ideas are addressed in this article, where so through specific ethics rules um, that apply, including standards agreed to by partner states um, to. What is this even saying? So it's um, talking about like, so okay, let's backtrack for a second. So this dude or individual um, <laughs> named Greenstone or last name's Greenstone, um, or maybe it's a uh, corporation or a company or organization as well. But anyway, so Greenstone, um, they focus on ethics and public integrity. Um, in space uh, exploration. So again, this um, idea focuses on three main frameworks. So one being through us, um, through, I guess, like the ethical rules that we spoke about before. Um, It's important to state that like cooperation and partnering with government uh, entities is required to, um, I guess, like continue space exploration. And this is impossible unless, like, we collaborate and work together. So that's one idea. Another idea is that through continuing dialogue oh, I know among that. space... Um, oh, do you want to go with it, then? Oh, no, I was just saying, I know dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I know talking. But yeah, in, like, in the pursuit of space exploration, it's important that we keep open dialogue with, um, like, other entities and stakeholders involved in, like, space ex- exploration. So that could be government, um, policymakers... Um, citizens and so on or even like privatized companies as well because like Amazon, SpaceX, whatever they're also involved in this. Not Amazon Prime being on <laughs> Mars too. Amazon has taken over the universe. <laughs> Thank you Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Bezos and then or I guess he's not really in charge of it anymore isn't there a new like. Really? Yeah like he's obviously like he started I'm it. I'm so out of the loop. I think there's like new people that are again maybe I'm wrong maybe give a little Google search to clarify do but that. I don't think he's like the front runner of it anymore um but anyway so now like the third important thing to keep in mind when we're pursuing space exploration it's um by i guess advising people directly involved in affecting or i guess like those that are involved in like this concept of space flight they need to be able to have um adequate education and um knowledge and training before we can pursue this any further that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so that's one idea, right? And then... I guess that's more tied to, tied to uh, like, policy, I guess, and, like, how we need to go about... Stakeholders and stuff, but not... Yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And then I think we also have to look at the other aspect. I think that, like, maybe to the general public, a lot of people have an opinion on of, like, interaction with indigenous life forms where mm-hmm. the... Like, exploring Mars can lead to potential harm to these indigenous life forms. Um, But how can we even determine ownership? Like, just because one country sees it first or, like, just because we, like, discovered first, does that mean we have any right to it, of course, is the whole debate. Mm -hmm. Um, So one study by Ted Peters actually acknowledges the questions regarding space exploration ethics in a book um, called the Palgrave Handbook of Philosophy and Public Policy and acknowledges that uh, three space exploration uncertainties regarding extraterrestrial intelligent creatures, which one, that those with less intelligence than us homo sapiens, and then two, our extraterrestrial intelligent creatures, peers, um, in intelligence, and three, that these uh, creatures are 
can be also superior to us in intelligence. To each uncertainty, we ask, what is our terrestrial moral responsibility towards extraterrestrial life? So that's like with the idea that like there is others out there, mm-hmm. right? Or even if there, if yeah, yeah, like if and if so, what? Like what? how do we? Yeah handle that yeah i mean we've seen the movies aliens taking over the world mm-hmm. whatnot blah 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 um there's ones where their aliens aren't as smart as us or there's ones where aliens are smarter than us right mm-hmm. there's so i guess what it's trying to say that if we do explore these planets we do interact with if there's in, mm-hmm. indigenous life forms how do we know like i think what it is is that knowledge is power mm-hmm. in a sense but there's so much ambiguity mm-hmm. with this that it's like are we doing any more harm to us by exploring out there too? And I think that's just like one of the questions I was just kind of throwing throwing out there. Yeah, I remember um, adding to that, I think it was in the 80s, um, what they did, um, so there was, I believe his name was Carl Sagan. I may be incorrect, but Carl Sagan was a scientist, but also a um, like a very prominent science communicator, sort of akin to like Bill Nye. Um, but like the science guy, yes, but of like that generation, and um, him and like a bunch of other researchers and scientists were involved in this project where they basically sent this like satellite, this gold satellite thing into space, and it contained a lot of information about Earth. So like, oh. um, it was like this code that talked about like Earth numbers, and I think like a gold record. My hair's falling out sorry (laughs) and there was like this gold record player that also got sent up with it but then going back to um like is it ethical to be communicating with potential extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. life when that was done that was like one of the first main projects that or at least publicized Mm -hmm. projects that in in went into that Mm -hmm. there was folks like stephen hawking that were like oh we shouldn't be doing this this is like playing with uh playing playing with fire here Mm -hmm. in the event that you know life in the universe isn't as friendly as uh we anticipate it to be so so a lot of what ifs Mm -hmm. and i guess like it's just like a moment of like oh what are we kind of getting ourselves into right Mm -hmm. um but yeah like I, i just think like to i mean wrap that point up it's just like it could we potential life forms can be dangerous right and mm-hmm. who knows maybe it can result in our own destruction mm-hmm. or it might not maybe in the maybe we're singing kumbaya and yeah. holding hands with aliens in yeah. the next 20 years yeah like we don't know mm-hmm. um but i guess we'll just have to sit around and wait or you know who knows maybe we will be the ones who figure out what's at mars mm-hmm. I-, I don't know how that will i mean go. like we have like I mean, satellites and stuff have been to Mars, so we had, like, a basic understanding mm-hmm. of, like, the composition of the atmosphere and, like, what's, like, what materials are on the ground, mm-hmm. but, like... But are there life forms? Is it... Can we live there? Are there Martians? We don't know. Bottom bum. Stay tuned for... The- <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, we solve. <laughs> we find aliens. Um, I guess with... That being said, sort of to end off this episode, what mm-hmm. are your personal views, Janini? Should we go to Mars? Should we not go to Mars? I love sci-fi movies, okay? Like, I love Do you love have a favorite? Them. No. Okay. But I love just that genre, and mm-hmm. I love the idea that there's something out there, because I just feel it's so vain of us, or mm-hmm. selfish of us, to think we're the only ones in this freaking, like, 
universe, mm-hmm. let alone maybe like a planet that's what? How far away is Mars? Like, I have no clue. Like millions of yeah, like kilometers. way so far. I think it's you like, can't even bike there. <laughs> I think it was, oh god, was it like fifty years to get to Mars? What? Okay, so start now. I'll get there by I'm, seventy. Yeah, I may be wrong on that. Maybe it's it's a few. No, it's definitely not fifty years. Maybe it was like four years. <laughs> you go from fifty to four. What was fifty years from here? How many? Let me Google this. How long does it take to go to? Mars. You could have just typed Mars distance from You know Earth, what? I like okay. to ask Google like I'm thinking. Um, oh, seven months. Where did I get 50 years from? What's Interstellar? The When he got stuck. Maybe you're right, actually. <laughs> you're right. And then he like missed the whole part. You're actually, maybe I was Damn. thinking that. Um, but yeah, so I guess what's your uh, view then? Unless I just missed what you said. No, I'm just trying to, like, get, okay, I think, as, like, a woman in STEM, it's so cool that, like, we get to, from a scienti- scientific perspective, mm-hmm. I would love to, like, know what's out there, right, and be able to explore that and for sure, like, just kind of, like, have more knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Um, but from an ethical point of view, there's, like, so much where we don't know of that, like, I mean, I'm just comparing this to, well, it's definitely not equivalent to it, but, like, indigenous people and like how like people thought discovery or whatever and like i mean there are like themes there are parallels in like yeah. colonizing other planets versus like colonizing like other countries yeah so i just feel like are we a danger are we like dangering something by doing that in like math and statistics one of the scariest like scariest with air quotes is the number zero mm-hmm. and to think that there's like nothing else out there that's like Hmm. Bold claims here. I just feel like it's just so much unknown that like I don't want to. I don't have a uh, a strong point of view, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, I could live without not knowing what's happening to Mars, but also like there's the curiosity. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like I want to know, but like how do we do it in the best way possible that like it doesn't harm anyone? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyways, um... What about you? What do you think? I guess, I think for me, um... I don't know, like, I... So, I guess if, so long as it's gone about in the manner that's, um... Like, ethical. Mm -hmm. And I I guess so it takes in consideration, like, all... Or as many stakeholders as possible. Um, I... I I think it'd be cool to go to Mars if there's, like, utility in going there. Like, pop off. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Well, to our listeners at home... Tell us what you guys think. Yeah, comment, um, subscribe, email Beaker Bros. Email, uh, send some mail in uh-huh. our mailboxes. My address is <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, thank you for joining us on this episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>